Jane. Unlike her ex-husband, who seemed able to enter a room full of complete strangers and instantly bond with them, Nancy found socialising like pulling teeth, the low-grade panic never quite going away. And she'd barely been out in the years since the split. At first, after Christopher's defection, she'd retreated, shut the doors of their white-painted Suffolk farmhouse on her friends, and made endless excuses which became increasingly implausible, to avoid their company, until they'd given up trying. Then, when she'd moved to the cottage just north of Brighton, three years ago now, teaming up with Louise and Ross, she had known no one with whom to party. Before Ross had time to answer her, there was a shriek from the TV room. Hope, eight, and Jazzy, six, came barreling into the kitchen with shrieks of... Nana! Nana! and threw themselves into her arms. Clutching a large glass of Pinot, pressed upon her by Ross, some salted almonds inside her, Nancy plumped herself down on her daughter and son-in-law's bed. Hope was already eagerly rummaging in her mother's drawers and cupboards. Look, Nana! she exclaimed her large brown eyes, inherited from her father, alive with the drama. As she reached on tiptoe and yanked down a shimmery gold-knitted bolero jacket that would have been better suited, in Nancy's opinion, to one of Hope's Barbies than either her or Louise. This is perfect for a party. Hmm, maybe a bit shiny? Louise chuckled at her mother's expression. Impulse buy, she said, tossing a fringed leather jacket in butter-coloured suede at her. Perfect, no? She turned to rummage along the rail again. I've got some denim dungarees here somewhere, but maybe that's a bit more farmhand than cowboy. Jazzy pulled her thumb out of her mouth. Nana can't wear dungarees to a party, she said, her tone shocked. She was sitting beside her on the bed, watching operations carefully with her round blue eyes. What about these? Louise, nodding agreement, brandished a pair of jeans. These are better. They should fit. And they're real Levi's. Her daughter took after Christopher in appearance. Small-boned, slim, with well-defined, almost sharp features. She was shorter than her mother by about two inches very like her father, with his deep blue eyes. Only Nancy's thick, previously dark brown hair seemed to have survived the genetic inheritance, and Louise didn't make the most of it, pulling it back in a short, severe ponytail. But she had a sort of gamine quality that Nancy knew men found attractive, and a charming smile that instantly softened her darting, nervy expression. Go on. Try them on, Louise was urging. Now, maybe I'll take them home. Nancy was embarrassed in front of the girls, who were gazing disapprovingly at their mother's choice of garments. No, come on, I want to see what you look like. Shoe girls, let Nana change. I'll call you when she's ready. Once the girls had gone, she could hear them giggling outside the door. Nancy undressed her T-shirt and knickers and pulled on the jeans and jacket. The jeans were a bit short, 
and a bit tight around her post-menopausal midriff, but the jacket fitted perfectly. She eyed herself in the long mirror on the bedroom wall, Bob rubbing against her legs as she stood there. See? You look brilliant! Her daughter grinned at her from the other side of the bed. Very C&W. C&W. Country and Western, Mum. Get with the program. Ah, of course. She twisted sideways in the mirror, twitching her fringe on her forehead, her pure silver-white hair falling in a thick bob to just past her chin, accentuating her strong cheekbones and wide grey eyes. For a second, she had a tantalising glimpse of her younger self, as she twirled in her daughter's clothes. I had a panic earlier that I was beginning to dress like mum. Louise laughed.